Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. In the church, where God has appointed all some in the church. Reading from the Amplified Classic, for his own use. Everybody say, for his own use. So God has appointed some in the church for his own use. For his own use. First, apostles, special messengers. Second, prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Third, teachers. Then wonder workers. Then those with the ability to heal the sick, helpers, administrators, uh, speakers in different unknown tongues. Are all apostles special messengers? No. Are all prophets inspired interpreters of the will and the purposes of God? Are all teachers? Do all have the power of performing miracles? Let's go over to, y'all know the other scripture. If you don't know it, come to the altar. So remember I said Wednesday night, we'll look at 1 Corinthians as government. 1 Corinthians 12, the government. And Ephesians 4 and 11 is what? Administration. All right, here we go. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, which are preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries. That cancel out a lot of y'all that calls yourself evangelists. Some pastors, shepherds of his flocks and teachers. His intention for giving us these five was for the perfecting and the full equipping of his saints. What was it for? For the perfecting and full equipping of the saints that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body. Mm. Look like we got a lot of work to do. Touch your neighbor and say, we got a lot of work to do. Because these five is for what? The perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, not babysitting. Most of our churches are nothing but daycare centers. When the job of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher is to equip you to go out and produce. Not produce your silly self, but produce your recreated self. So our job is to give you the tools to help you grow. It's your job to apply the tools that we give you. You should be growing, not stagnant. Once you get delivered, apostolic people, you need to go out and help somebody else get delivered. You should not be coming to the altar for the same old thing every year. At some point, you got to grow up, grow past that. Uh, I wish I had it. And so up under an apostle, a pastor will pet you. Just do, you know, just, you know, you know, God understands. Do your best, do your best. But when you step up under apostolic authority, I don't have time to babysit you because you have a job to do. I have a job to do. Our job is to go out and reproduce and bring, come on, 
do the Great Commission. I can't sit up and pet you. So when you come to me with these sad stories of pasta, I'm going to look at you and say, shut up and get it together. Stop whining and grow up. Touch your neighbor, grow up. Touch your neighbor and say, let's grow up, let's grow up, let's grow up, let's grow up. We're giving you the tools so you can grow up to go out and produce others. All right? I've never seen so many church folks always in their feelings. You always feeling some kind of way. Where's the Holy Ghost? You got all that Holy Ghost and you always feeling some kind of way? Check your Holy Ghost. Because he's not, you have not allowed him in the areas of your emotions. You know the Holy Spirit can get in your emotions, right? And he can sanctify your emotions. Why y'all not talking back to me? He's just not a dance and the tongue speaking. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to have full control of every area of your life, how much more could we be discipling others instead of having you always want to meet with me and Lady Stephanie? Brother Bobby, I'm going to need some help today. Okay, thank you. <laughs> need some help today because these fools have gotten mad already. All right, y'all can be seated because I felt a hush spirit. Saints, y'all going to have to grow up. Well, you touch your other neighbor that got mad when you tapped them on the, uh, the look at the other neighbor, uh, look behind you and tell them you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to, it's 2019, and we're getting ready to cross over into another decade, and you can't carry this mess into another decade. Touch your neighbor and say, get yourself together. 2019, December 31st, you need to be full grown. Well, y'all, y'all done got quiet. Did you hear what I said? I can't, we cannot run a daycare center because you won't decide to get yourself together. Why y'all quiet in here today? You're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to grow up. If you know that you got a problem with with this, set the boundaries. We already gave you the tools. Apostle Cassandra, it's going to be tight up in here today. If we've already given you the tools, use the tools. Use them. Cut that joker off. If you got seasonal boo, certain seasons, especially the holiday seasons, he only call you around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, seasonal boo. It got quiet in here. Got real quiet. Got real quiet. Income tax season. Can I, can I add you? No, um, oh Lord. Negro, I almost said the other word. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. All right, then got mad already. All right, so we talked about uh, last week on Wednesday night. What did we talk about? Let me see if y'all remember. We... Signs and wonders. We talked about apostolic grace, I believe, right? Hmm? Right? Y'all don't know. You don't remember? The drawing anointing. 
Thank you. Who said thank you, Natasha? You get a uh, banana nut muffin on me today. All right. Shut the doors of the church. She's talking about, can I have a coffee instead? Lord, that's your mama. That's your mama. All right. All right. I want to talk about a few things today about the apostolic church, uh, building the apostolic house. I want to talk about, um, my Lord, the law of impartation. Everybody say the law of impartation. Come on, say the law of impartation. And then we're going to talk about accessing apostolic grace. All right. So uh, the law of impartation. Uh, let me tell you something. The apostolic anointing is transferable. Will you say transferable? transferable. Uh, transmitted from one person to another. When God anoints someone, there is a measure of grace that is downloaded into that person's life. Amen. That person is now a container. Everybody say a container. Well, if you uh, will, and with, that, and, and, and with that comes miracles, signs, and wonders which will be released. So the Lord uses men and women of his choosing to pour out his anointing into the earth. That's why you have to be very, very careful who lays hands on you and whose table that you eat from. I learned a long time ago, uh, uh, you know, if you was raised up like I was, you don't eat at everybody's house. You don't go to nobody's house begging for no food like you homeless. Was anybody, because you got food at your you got your food at your own house, and your mama, your big mama, you know, uh, if y'all had a big mama like I had, a big mama would cook them, cook them red beans that she let soak overnight with some ground beef, and then she would use that black skillet, that crusted black skillet to cook that cornbread, and then after she get through cooking the cornbread, she would fry some pork chops in that skillet. I can't, I wish I had a church right there. And, uh, and then she would make sugar water Kool-Aid. I can't... Uh, So I learned, people of God, that uh, you don't eat at everybody's house. So I want to say this to you that belong here. You cannot eat at everybody's table that's on Facebook Live. Because there's a different diet at this house than you getting at somebody else's house. And it may mess up your nutritional system. Because they may use some ingredients that you may be allergic to at somebody else's house. And then when you come back home and try to eat this diet, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Now we got to, we got to, go, through, we got to go through deliverance to get all that, uh, that, that bad ingredients that they put in that food that you're allergic to. And we already know what you're allergic to. So we don't put the food and we don't put that stuff in the diet. Come on here. Touch your neighbor and say, stop eating from everybody's table. Stop letting everybody prophesy to you. Stop eating. Come on, y'all. Y'all not saying nothing. Don't let everybody lay hands on you. Because you don't know what they have when they lay hands on you. I don't eat everybody's diet. I don't eat everybody's food. I don't watch every Facebook live. I don't, I'm not on there 
come on, come on, acting like I'm greedy when I'm getting food here. I wish I had a church. I wish I had a church. Because that law of impartation, let me tell y'all, that is something serious. I don't want everybody imparting into me. Everybody say the law of impartation. Everybody say, I know y'all didn't get mad, I do not care. Everybody say the law of impartation. You do not allow everyone to lay hands on you and you do not eat at everybody's house. Because anointings and not even anointings, spirits can transfer. Uh, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Did not the Bible say lay hands on no man? Y'all want everybody to lay hands on Not I. No, 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 no. Are your hands clean? What have you been doing before you came out that office? What have you been doing all this week, apostle? Can you really lay your hands on me? Or will I get a lust demon transferred into me? So again, there's the, uh, the law of importation. Now I'm talking. To, now I'm going back to the good stuff. Now, all right. So the apostolic anointing is transferable, transmitted from one person to another. Uh, but let me also say this. Oh God. All right. He said, "Stop. Hold on." Uh, uh, mm. Mm. This may look glamorous, you know, the preaching and being on the stage and all that kind of stuff. And then you say, "Ooh, can you transfer some of that on me?" you don't know Alicia what I had to go through to get this mm -hmm. well so if you want this let me tell you what you're going to have to go through you're going to have to go through being molested you're going to have to go through a season of homosexuality <laughs> You're going to have to go through seasons of rejection. You're going to have to go through much betrayals. Why are you not talking back to me? <laughs> much betrayals. Touch your neighbor and say, much betrayals. You're going to have to go through seasons where you want to knock. And God says, be quiet. You're going to have to go through seasons where you want to blast people on Facebook and tag them. And God said, don't do it. I'll fight your battle. But God, it seems like you're taking too long to get them. You got to go through family hating you, don't like you because you're different. And the worst type of rejection is rejection from your own people. Anybody here been rejected by your own people because you're different? And so long we've allowed our difference to make it as a curse to us. But touch your neighbor and say, oh, now I understand. You can't handle this. You cannot handle the anointing and the grace that God has put upon my life. So everybody can't touch this. Touch your neighbor and say, can't touch this. I've made my difference for so long, y'all. And this is going to help y'all. I'm veering off just a little bit. Uh, this is going to help y'all. I've made my difference because I was always different as a child. And people made me feel like I was 
trash because I was different. And I always tried to fit in with the in crowd. I could for so long, but then I'm just like, but then they would even recognize, you don't even. Uh, I, was, I was helping someone uh, come out of the homosexual lifestyle, and, they, and they, uh, this person said they went to the club, and they, they, even though they were homosexual, they still had a call of God on their life. Go figure. Go figure. And when they went to the club, they were sitting down chilling in the club, at the gay club. And they said, you don't even belong in here. You need to be in church. A sinner recognized the call of God can use anybody. Oh, told the boy, you don't even belong in here. Where they do that at? At the club. <laughs> so just because I may be one way today does not mean God can't use me tomorrow. I may start out this way, but I may not, I, I'm not going to end. Oh, I wish I had a church in here. But, but it called, but, but you got to get up under the right person who can pull you, extract you out of that, who can disciple you to make you be what God has called and destined for you to be. I wish I had a church in here. Everybody say the law of impartation. So you have to be very careful, saints of God, whom you receive impartation from. If I'm in the book, say amen. amen. If it sound right, say amen. Everybody say the law of impartation. All right. Uh, I want you to know that each five-fold office or mantle, mantles carry an amount of grace. All right. And for your uh, studying, you can read Ephesians 4 and 7. I don't have time to go there today. But now I want to move over to accessing apostolic grace. Everybody say accessing apostolic grace. All right. There are two ways that a local church uh, can access apostolic grace. The first and primary way is to have an apostle as the senior leader. So an apostle can also function as a pastor, all right? They have that grace to be a pastor, all right? I just don't happen to have that, all right? I'm not just going to tell you, all right? All right, so of the local church, apostles can pastors because there is a shepherding dimension to the apostolic anointing, all right? You understand that? There will be a strong apostolic dimension in their church because of the apostle. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there are two ways. All, let, me, and let me also say this. All pastors are not apostles. The second way for local church to access apostolic grace is to be in relationship with an apostle. Through this relationship, everybody say, through this relationship, the apostolic anointing can flow into the local church, releasing an apostolic dimension. Cornelius, if you read your Bibles in the book of Acts, 
We'll read it there. Let's go there. Acts chapter 10, 1 through 44. We won't read all of the verses. But Cornelius was able to receive apostolic grace from Peter because of prayer and giving. Acts 10, 1 through 44. When you have it, say amen. So verse 10, I mean, uh, verse 1, there was, we're going to skip around because it's, it's long. Uh, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God uh, with all of his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. It did not say that he was saved because he was a Gentile. But he was devout. But he was not saved because salvation had not yet come to him. But he was already in keepings with the workings of salvation, being devout. All right? Let's keep on reading. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your monies have come up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel spoke to him and departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a soldier, a devout soldier, from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. Everybody say, he sent them to Joppa. So now God has dealt with Cornelius. Now God is getting ready to deal with Peter because Peter was a Jew and Jews and Gentiles don't mix, let alone don't go into their houses. Because the Jews were chosen people and the Gentile people were considered dogs. Y'all remember when Jesus was with the Sarah Phoenician woman and, and she said, heal my daughter who's vexed with the devil. And he said, it's not right to give crumbs to a dog. That is a word for Gentile. They call them dogs. Just like, oh, well, okay. Somebody call you at your name. What if Jesus had said that to you? You ain't nothing but a dog. Who are, you, who are you calling a dog? You would have missed your blessing because you walked in the fence. When the lady said, even the dog get the crown, roof, roof. Now give me mine. I'll be a dog if I need my healing. Got real quiet. A lot of y'all would have walked out and stormed out and slammed the door and posted it on Facebook. So the Lord shows up, the Lord shows Peter a vision. Peter's on top of the roof praying, and I'm just paraphrasing so we can get to the point. Uh, Peter, the Lord shows Peter, uh, 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 he lets down a sheet, and there are all types of animals, animals that the Jews did not eat. And Peter, God, uh, the angel says to Peter, uh, slay and eat these. He said, oh, no, he said, I don't, mm -mm. I don't eat pig feet and hog mogs. I don't eat that stuff. And the angel said, the Lord told Peter, he said, what I call clean, don't, don't even go there. 
So he was changing his mindset because here were some unclean people coming to his house, the Gentiles, and God was setting up that salvation was not only for the Jews, but salvation was coming to the Gentiles. I wish I had a church. Read your Bibles, 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 read your Bibles. All right, so here we go. Let's jump down to verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Now Peter took along with him an entourage. Because, he, you, know, you know, I need, just in case anything go down, or the, or the folks, the, the, the apostles here that I done went into a Gentile's house and we know we ain't supposed to be going in there. It is, it is unfit for us to go into to the Gentile's house. He said, I got to take some people with me that can verify that I did what, you know, I was sent to do. Uh, uh, may I park right there? Mm. Sometimes it's, all, it's good to have some people with you in case folks lie. Because, you know, we're in a lying season. I saw you, so no, you ain't saw me. I, I got a whole list of folks that will, I got a whole entourage of people that can vouch for where I was. You a lie. Uh, oh, okay, preachers, oh, oh, okay, preachers, don't meet with uh, uh, single people alone. Men, pastors, don't meet with single women, don't meet with women, period, alone. Always have you some peep somebody in there just in case something pop off and they lie. No, 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 I got a witness. Single women preachers don't meet with men by themselves. Come on, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Touch a neighbor said, we got to do everything decent in order. You always need a witness just in case something gets misconstrued and, and, and they can't lie on you. I just helped, I just helped y'all. Don't be trying to help folks by them. Have somebody in there. That, there was a woman that was mad at me. Uh, she was on the praise team. She's not here no more. This was many years ago when I was the praise and when I was the minister of music here. She wanted me. And, I, and I, of course, I was just, I was ignorant. I was, and St uh, Lady Stephanie was like, she wants you. I'm like, girl, ain't nobody, don't nobody want me but you. She's like, I, I, I know. I can smell it. I'm like, calm yourself down. That girl don't want me. That she don't want me. She don't want me. And she's like, mm-hmm. It'd be naive if he wants you. She wants you. And so, and so uh, let me tell y'all something. Uh, married men, uh, uh, women know. Uh, and the, 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 the other crazy thing is, Angela, she a prophet. So you can't lie because the Holy Spirit goes up. I saw you in the vision. <laughs> and so th this woman, she wanted me. Of course, I'm oblivious because that I ain't thinking about you. I'm married. I'm whole married. Whole married. And uh, and uh, uh, I have I had to go out of town uh, to go sing somewhere and. I let the proper people know since I'm the minister of music of my whereabouts. My position was covered, but I didn't let her know. Er? I, I didn't think you was Bishop Gann. I didn't think I had to let you know uh, if I'm going out of town. Well, we got to let you know. 
Well, I mean, uh, uh, first of all, <laughs> you under me. And so, so uh, she, sent, she sent me this long text while I was out of town. We, Esther, we was walking New York Street. We was in New York walking down uh, 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 Broadway. Yeah, we, and I got the text, and she went off on me. I said, oh, I, I, wasn't, I was... I wasn't all the way saved. I wasn't all the way saved. So I think, uh, uh, if I remember, if my recollection served me right, I think I cussed while I was walking. I ain't going to lie, I cussed because who going to check me? And I'm like, so I sent it to Stephanie, and you know, that just... As I, said, I said, well, well, when I get back, we're going to have a meeting. I said, me, you, and my wife. Well, I'm not meeting with you if your wife is coming. I think I cussed again. Sharon, don't be laughing at me. I think I cussed again. I think I was cussing walking. I think I, I use every alphabet I could think of cussing. And she wasn't there because she would have stopped me. You a man of God. I ain't no man of God right now. I, I, I had to I come back in a second. And so uh, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if you don't meet with me and my wife, you're free to leave. She ain't been back since. Because your motives were wrong. So that's why I say it's very tricky. Peter carried an entourage with him. When you meet with people, it's good to have people with you that can vouch in case somebody lies. All right, so let's finish. I had to part there so I can make y'all understand. All right, don't come for me. That's, 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 real, that's really the point. All right, all right, so let's keep on reading. So, uh, yeah, and verse 36. So the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus, he is Lord of all. The word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses, verse 39, of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on the tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all people but to the witnesses chosen before God even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead and he commanded us to preach to people and to testify that it is he who has ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead to him all the prophets witness through his name whoever believes in him will receive remissions of sin while Peter still was speaking the words the Holy Spirit fell upon them who heard the word and those of the circumcision, the Jews, who believed were astonished. And as many came with Peter, listen, as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on Gentiles. For they heard them speak in tongues 
and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit. So now there's a reversal. Now, the, now they would, the, before, sometimes they would use baptism and then they would receive the Holy Ghost. But now the Holy Ghost fell upon them and then they got baptized. So Peter was Cornelius because of his gift to God. God recognized it. God sent Peter to Cornelius' house and he was able to receive apostolic impartation and grace upon him and his whole family. And the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Cornelius accessed apostolic grace. So again, there are two ways you can receive apostolic grace. The first primary way is to have an apostle as a senior leader. The second way is for a local church to access apostolic grace is to be in relationship with an apostle. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.